Hiring? With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, and you can do it all with a single click. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash golf. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash I-E-Y-E on golf. Back here on the First Cut Podcast on CBS Sports with Kyle Porter. I'm your host, Chip Patterson. Uh, Kyle, this is a this is an exciting week for you. You've come back from the players. You are back at home. And, you know, this is a, this is a tournament, uh, the AT&T Byron Nelson, which really turns the spotlight on, you know, its, its hometown star, Kyle Porter. You know? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I get to sleep on my own, my own bed this week. I'm just going to take it one paragraph at a time. And uh, it should be a, it should be a good week for my hometown event. You're uh, you're out <laughs> with with your home sponsor AT and T. You know you're going to be on the Wheaties box too. And this is right. <laughs> okay. I was thinking about this. Jordan Spieth gets put on the Wheaties box, right? Like, does does Jordan like? I don't know. Like, I'm struggling with this. Like, when Jordan Spieth gets this sponsorship with Wheaties, like, does he? Does he actually eat Wheaties? Like, does he care about Wheaties? Did he ever? Has he ever eaten Wheaties in his life? I would say that, given uh, given Jordan Spieth's age and given the explosion of the cereal industry, uh, Wheaties holds a cultural significance, not a breakfast significance, in Jordan Spieth's life. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, think uh, about it. What's it? Is it's Byron Nelson, Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, and Tiger Woods, and now Jordan Spieth. Like that's it's a crazy. stellar, stellar group in terms of uh, the marketing and promotion angle of golf to be able to put your name on that short list. And like the Wheaties box is uh, like, Kyle, I think you and I are uh, about the same age. I just turned yeah. 30. Um, but, I'm 32. Okay. Like the Wheaties box for me, like Wheaties for me wasn't a cereal that I was, I wasn't even uh, young enough at the right time to be able to have eat your Wheaties uh, be anything other than like a funny catchphrase after someone just like pounded it off the tee or something like that. Like, oh, somebody ate his Wheaties today. But I was, I was, I'd moved on, man. There was Honey Nut Cheerios are in the game. I mean, there's just a lot of uh, other options uh, down the cereal aisle. If if you could have your, if you could have Chip Patterson's uh, swing, like your 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 driver follow through, put on a cereal box. What cereal box would you choose? Oh, it is a plain oatmeal with strawberries and blueberries. <laughs> Kyle, I, I I hope that we get to play together sometime soon. But I have already crafted uh, a swing style and golf game for when I'm 62. <laughs> And I'm working on it right now. Like it is like my, my, I am not mashing it off the tee. Like, you know what? We're just, we're just going to work the game plan, baby. We're just going to yeah. work the game plan and hope that we can clean up around the green. And that's, that's, and that's, that's where I'm at. So, so you'd, you'd get it put on an oatmeal box, not even a cereal box. No. Yeah. The cereal's got too much sugar. We need to keep this down to bare minimum. <laughs> we need to keep our digestive track in line. We need to really get that wholesome meal going. Uh, that's good Uh, i like that what about you Uh, what would you do what would you have um i don't know maybe i I, so so when i was growing up we weren't really allowed to eat super unhealthy things and i always reveled in uh, getting to go to a friend's house or spend the night somewhere and and, uh eat eat my friends like cinnamon toast crunch like that always held up held a special place in my heart. So I might, I might try to get my agent to get me on the, I don't know if cinnamon toast crunch is big in the, uh, 
in the golf world. But uh, yeah, I might try to get my agent to get me on the cover of, on the on the front of a cinnamon test crunch box. Did you have the uh, the sweet sweet milky residue at the bottom that you would just take in <laughs> as dessert once you'd it's finished like a it all? Yeah, I mean, just a cinnamon and lactose milkshake just right to the face. I bet you're wired. Show back oh, up. Yeah. Show back up like, at home, jacked. Yeah, I was out of my mind. By the, speaking of agents, uh, Jordan Spieth's agent, Jay Danzi, deserves a raise. Let's talk about his sponsorships. AT&T? Yeah, AT&T, which ha- hasn't been on anybody's golf bag since Tiger. He's got the Under Armour deal, which is just raking in all the money. He's got Titleist. Uh, I believe he's Rolex. He's a Rolex guy. Um, now he's got the Wheaties, and I'm missing something. Um but he, I mean, that's a that's a lights out uh, job uh, by Jay Danzi. Not that you know Jordan Spieth is very marketable, but he's still got to get the deals done. Coca Cola, he's sponsored by, also. That's um, okay. And that was I was gonna I wanted to ask you that about Jordan. This is uh, this is a week that he's super busy. You know, he introduces the Wheaties. He's got uh, because it is the AT and T Byron Nelson. I'm sure that he's got a bunch of events tied to that. Uh, he's got to wear the special Under Armour cleats. He's doing a lot of press conferences. Uh, he, he is a Dallas native, uh, but yet I was looking back. He's what best finish here is T16, and that was the first time he played. Yeah, he was like 17 years old. He's also got NetJets and Superstroke as as sponsors as well. So Net, he's doing Net all right. NetJets, NetJets for you know, life, dude. Get me, get me of, of all the of all the sponsorships that I want. Like I'll throw NetJets on my collar so that I can be able to know that I'm just like a couple phone calls away. Maybe not one phone call away, but a couple phone calls away from being able to get somewhere. We need to get NetJets to uh, to to get on the podcast train. Uh, they've got to beat out ZipRecruiter, and we love ZipRecruiter. <laughs> Um, so I always wonder about this with guys that have so many media obligations, guys like, and and there's only like six of them, right? It's like Rory and Ricky and Spieth and DJ and Phil, you know, and and a couple others that I'm, you know, not stating and not remembering. They've got so much, so many media obligations and so many different things that they're doing. These kids clinics that they don't get to put in the time necessarily that, um, a Daniel Summer Hayes or a Tony Finau or a Brendan Steele, somebody like that does. And so it's always, it's always intriguing to me. Like, and, and I think, I think it was Rory that said this last week, like it's so much more difficult to stay at the top than it is to get there because to get there, you've, you've got the drive, you've got the time to put in the work and, um, you're just, you're just trying to climb the mountain. Right. And then right. when you get to the top, it's like, Oh, well, I've done this. Like, is the drive still there? I think it is. But then also to compound that, you've got everybody wants your time. Everybody wants a piece of you. And it just, it becomes so much more difficult. And so I think that's why sometimes you see, especially a Jordan Speed who gives so much of his time away to um, partners and uh, uh, to, to, to help out the, the Dallas tournament and the Fort Worth tournament, sometimes struggle at that, at that Dallas event. He did win Fort Worth last year. Uh, and that's a course that I think plays better to him at Colonial. But, um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, it's not tough because you're making $50 million a year. But it's right. it's difficult to play really good golf, I think, when, you're, uh, when, you're, when your time is so divvied up. Because that's, uh, you know, on one side, there is uh, the natural inclination just from a sports side to be like, oh, like – 
home event, like there might be a boost here, but not for uh the 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 very very best players you know like right anybody at uh any level of professional sports has to deal with the family requests and the ticket requests but when it's these like corporate sponsors and events where you have to be not only there but you have to be on and you have to be like performing like that's that is mental uh exhaustion at the minimum and physical exhaustion uh for sure i i thought that was fascinating i think you're absolutely onto something because um like the the week schedule for daniel summerhays and jordan spieth look very different (laughs) yeah they do and that's not a i mean we kind of joke about it but it's not a small thing like it's really not and and granted like Jordan Spieth's getting in plenty of practice in off weeks or whatever, but it just, I, I almost think it's more of a mental capacity thing than a physical capacity. Cause like you said, like Jordan Spieth has to be on when he's right. at these events and Rory and Ricky and, and guys like that do as well. And so it, because golf is so mentally taxing because tournament weeks are so such a mental grind, like that's a real thing that I think can sometimes um, take it out of you that that people don't necessarily talk about all the time. So let's start right there with Jordan. What's the expectation uh, for him, given what we've seen from him this season and knowing that he's got a busy week and we don't have a, uh, a long history of him being able to close out with four strong rounds, well, no top 10 finishes in this event? Yeah, I mean – it. <laughs> The problem is, and, and this is part of kind of what we're talking about, the, the expectation is for him to win. And right. I, I'm not just saying that from my perspective, but from his perspective, from everybody's perspective, he's a top, like, I don't know what he's ranked right now, sixth or whatever. Uh, he's had a good year. Um, he, he's been missing cuts at, at uh, the Players' Championship, so I'm not – I'm not really concerned about his miscut last week, um, but he played. In, I mean, he played in the final pairing here last year and shot like a 76 or something. I don't know if it was that high, 74 or something like that, and dropped out of the top 10. But I just think it's not. You've got some. You. It's a really good field at the top because you've got DJ and Sergio in it also. Uh, but it's not the best field that you play in. And somebody that's a top six golfer. I mean, their expectation should be to go there and 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 win the tournament. The now you just mentioned DJ. DJ has six straight top twenty finishes here, including four top tens in that run. Um, when we when I was asking about your grade, uh, it's all the same. The assumption coming off the players is that every single time Dustin Johnson steps onto the course, uh, he is going to be the pick to win. Um, is that is that that's got to be at least uh, top? Let me guess. I haven't seen your expert picks up on uh, the glorious CBSSports.com where all of Kyle Porter's written work goes, but I'm guessing that he's got to at least be a top 10 lock. Yeah, he, he's my top 10 lock. I can't, I can't stop picking him. And part of, part of the reason is because he's playing so well, obviously. But then um, the other part of it is just this course is it's not a, it's not a great course. Um, it's actually one of the least liked by PGA Tour players, but – Easy, like, easy, man. Some, You're they're about to be your hosts. You're about to yeah, be there. Yeah. <laughs> only, gonna, only, only for four more days, though. Right. But um, for somebody like him, it's so it's so wide open and it's so long and kind of sloggy and slow and it's just it, it's uh, he he can just murder the ball off the tee and put it kind of wherever he wants on, on a lot of these holes. 
Uh, and then when he does that, when you've got 90 yards in, when you got 110 yards in, of course you're going to finish in the top, you know, 15 every year because that's what these guys do. So it, it's a course that somebody like him, I think Brooks Kepka, uh, I think he lost in a playoff to last Sergio year. Last year. He, he was right up there. So guys, guys like those guys and Jason Day is one here, Sergio, I mean, great drivers of the golf ball, but also really long drivers of the golf ball. And you can just, put it out there as far as you can and, and see what happens. So I, I'm not, I'm not surprised by DJ's success here. And I think it continues this week. So TPC four seasons has held this event for a while. This will be the last year that it's there. Do we know where it's moving yet? Yeah, it's moving to a, a place called Trinity forest, which is just South of downtown Dallas. Um, it, it is recently open. Jonathan wall of PGA tour.com did kind of a deep dive uh, on the course, a really good piece on it. And I got to tell you, Chip, it looks like it looks like Scotland threw up on Dallas because <laughs> it is a very linksy kind of course. It doesn't look like Dallas at all. Like if you, if if somebody just showed you the picture of the course and said, guess where this is? Dallas would be like not in your top hundred guesses. I nice. mean, it, it's it's crazy. And is you it, know, I does that to, make it gimmicky? uh no because it 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 was well done like it doesn't yeah, feel gimmicky yeah it's it's very well done I, I talked to jonathan about it last week at the players and and uh he he had played it and said it's just it's awesome but i think they're gonna have some issues like in the beginning years with like traffic and just i mean holding a a course at any new or holding an event at any new course is difficult from a logistics standpoint sure. so i think it's going to be pretty interesting with just kind of how all that plays out. But the course itself, just to look at is, is phenomenal. I like that. Scotland threw up on Dallas. <laughs> yeah. I'll be, I'll be, see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, I, I, I can't, I'm not going to be able to be out here as a sponsor for Wheaties when I can't mash it off the tee, but I show up to a course like that. My 22 degree fairway wood's going to be perfect for my face on the box of oatmeal. You yeah, your your handicap is probably like ten strokes lower in in the UK than it is in, <laughs> in America. Uh, you just mentioned Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka was in that playoff uh, against Sergio a year ago, uh, falling to Garcia, and he is going to be, uh, I guess, like he has been playing uh, solid golf for long enough that when the course fits him, is it right to say that he just automatically hits that list of a handful of golfers that we should be picking to at least be in contention? I, I, I think so. Um, I'm kind of surprised that, that Kepka has not um, won more, I guess. He's had, let's see how many events has he played. He, uh, he's only played 76 events. He's won once. Uh, he's got 21 top 10 finishes. So that, I mean, that's pretty good. You yeah. know, I, he, he's, he's not quite in that like, um, Ricky Fowler and, and I don't know. It's, it's hard to kind of differentiate those top guys. Like I would put, uh, Rory and DJ and Spieth probably at the, at the very, very top. And then I'd, I'd probably put Jason day and, and Ricky Fowler a little bit behind those guys right now, based on how they're playing right now. And then Kepka might be just a little bit behind them. So he's not quite at the very top, and he's not really a step below, but he's he's certainly up there. And he's played really well so far this year, almost won in San Antonio. Um, I don't know how he finished at the players. He was um, he was T16 at the players, so pretty good. Finished T5 at New Orleans, uh, T11 at the Masters, T9 at the match play. So 
he's not messing around right now. Um, I, I think that it would be shocking if he missed the cut. And and based on how he's played the last month, I would expect him to be a, a top 20 type guy. Because Brooks Kepka continually winds up in contention and like on my screen on Sundays, I, I consider him definitely uh, in a tier that is below uh, where Ricky is, but definitely like definitively above uh, some of these golfers that I think I was asking you about after we stopped recording, but like the, this huge crew of golfers and Brendan Steele was the example, but this, this crew of golfers that statistically is going to be able to be a, you know, top 15 FedEx cup kind of player, but I, I favor Brooks Kepka over uh, those uh, that, that big, thick, jumbled up middle tier of golfers right now. Yeah, it, it's weird because you you try to you try to categorize all these guys, and we do it by wins, right? Like we we always kind of differentiate by how many times have they won, you know, how many majors do they have, stuff like that. And so in my head, I think of um, like you were saying, like Brooks Kepka and Patrick Reed and guys like that being a little bit ahead of that huge group that includes guys like Kevin Chapel and Kevin Kisner and 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 those players. But when you look at actual records. Patrick Reed's won five times and, and Brooks Kepka has won once. Yeah. And so it, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to differentiate between actual performance versus like what our perception of them is. And we think about Kepka, I think in a good light because he's been on the Ryder cup and he hits it a really long way and he's fun to watch and all this different stuff. But I mean, got to win some tournaments, you know, and I think he will. I just don't know. I don't really know, like, how to slot him in um, right now. I I did want to ask you, this is not – I have an over-under for you later, but I wanted to ask you what you think about – we were just mentioning Ricky Fowler. What is his ceiling for um, PGA Tour wins over the course of his career? He's got – Five right now, I believe. What, okay. What's his ceiling? He's twenty-eight years old. I'm setting the over/under at fourteen. Wow, it's a lot. I think he's healthy. I think I think that he's going to be able to outlast uh, and just end up getting more starts than some of his contemporaries. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that makes sense. He doesn't play a ton though. Like he doesn't. He doesn't play as much as I don't think a Jordan Spieth or a Patrick, definitely not a Patrick Reed, somebody like that. Uh, he's got, oh, he's only got four. Uh, he's got four and 185 events. That's not a good percentage. No, it's not a good percentage. I don't know, man. What do you, all right, well, what, what would you, where would you set it? Um, I think that, I think that like 15 wins would be his like ceiling, ceiling. I would set the over under at more like nine and a half. Oh. I mean, 10, 10 wins is a lot. Like the yeah. 10 wins is a, is a really good career. And, and when you're, you, you know, when you're playing not when you, when you're playing that sort of like sawed off tiger schedule where it's like, you know, tiger only plays like 18, 15 or 18 events a year. And, and Ricky, I think is probably playing around 21 or 22, something like that. Like, you just you just don't have the opportunities, you know. Like yeah. you just don't get that many shots at it. And so I think that that I think yes, he is healthy, and I think he's kind of built and his swing is built to have a long career. I just don't know if he's going to be able to have enough opportunities to get it done. That's uh, 
That's that's a fun that's a fun game to play. You start trying to like co- combine what have they done? Where do they stack up against their contemporaries? How healthy they are? And then the one thing that I hadn't considered there because excuse me, sawed off tiger schedule is the greatest phrase that I think I've heard <laughs> in like all week. Is that does that get tossed around a lot? Am I just waking up to this one? No, I just I just off the cuff right there. I, okay, so we we had a I might as well present this right now. I think we're gonna start trying to do this more going forward. But um, we had a take, we had a debate that almost burned down the blog cabin <laughs> at the Players Championship, and it was I I instigated it. I started it, and I actually got into this with. A couple of our editors over the over the uh, I think in January or December, and I took the other side of it then, and I kind of flipped on it now. But the debate is over under thirty nine and a half PGA Tour wins for Jordan Spieth. Thirty nine and a half. How many does he have right now? I'm pulling up his bio. He's got nine. He's got nine in his first like a hundred and five or a hundred and ten events. Under. Yeah, I mean, I I said over. I you I said went over. You, said, you said over in January, or you flipped on it. I flipped. I said under in January, and now I'm saying over. Mm. It's 23. There's a lot. Of, he has so many years left. He has so many years left. He's gonna play, and this is the argument for it. He's gonna play until he's 45, like like Phil. I mean, play like at a really high level, I think, until he's 45, just because his swing is not demanding. Um, he, he's got a really good short game that I think he can keep that for a long time. Um, and the other thing is, because he started so young, it's only two wins a year. And So Phil's, Phil's got 42. Right. And you said it at 39 and a half. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's generationally good. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, people, I think, don't realize how good, how, how good a 40-win career is. Like, it's preposterous. And especially in this era, I think Phil's 42 is a little... It's ninth. Like if, it is ninth all time. Yeah. And if Jordan gets to 42, that's a better career than Phil because of the era that he will have done it in, depending on, like, what majors he wins or whatever. But when you look at it as only two wins a year and he won five a couple years ago and he's already won, uh, once this year, he won two last year. I mean, it's just, you just start knocking down these events and all of a sudden you look up and he's got like 21 by the age of, of 27 or 29 or whatever. And you're like, Oh, well, yeah. I mean, this could happen. Dang. Yeah. He did. All right. So, uh, nobody is going to touch Sneed's record of 82. No. Never, I don't. I don't know if anybody will ever get to like sixty again. That's a- just because, just because careers are so much shorter and and competition is so much better. And Tiger's just three short. Yeah. God. I know. And he's it not. Seems, and he's not going to hit it. And it seems so inevitable that it would happen, even as recently as 2013. He won five times in 2013. Yeah, that was when he was a number. That's what I had that moment. Uh, the other like the other week where I was like, yeah, it was only four years ago he was still on top of the world. Yeah. Four years. I mean, he won the players four years four years ago last week. Incredible. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, let's uh let's let's pay some bills. Kyle, are you hiring? Well uh, no, no, I'm not. Well, if you were, I know where you could post 
your jobs in one place and you could find all the good quality candidates. If you want to make the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites and now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter. You can do it all with a single click. You find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. You don't have to juggle all these emails. You don't have to worry about calling people back. You can quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. And you can find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by Fortune 100 companies and thousands of small and medium-sized businesses by going to ZipRecruiter and posting jobs for free. Here's how you do it. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash golf. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash golf. E-Y-E on golf. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash I on golf. All right. We've got uh, Dustin Johnson is your top 10 lock. Yep. So who's your winner? I got Tony Finau. Sick. How do you feel about that? Not great. I mean, (laughs) I I like it uh, because of – I like it because it seems – not hot because he's what a top ten player right now. Tony Fina, uh, I think he's more like top forty. Top forty. Yeah, I, I, let me look it up. He's uh, he's he's got to be top ten on the odds board at least for this week. Yeah, I think I think he probably is. Tony Fina is number sixty nine in the world. He is nice. One, <laughs> uh, he's eighth. Uh, he's the eighth biggest favorite this week. Um. Yeah. I. I like it because he's big, he can mash it, um, and it feels, and I don't have the statistics to back this up, but has he been like playing a little bit sloppy around the green? Well, he, I've got, I've got his, uh, let's see, I've got him pulled up. He is fourth on the PGA Tour in strokes gained off the tee. Around the green, he's 64th, not great. And then his, his putting, he's 178th. That's is, it. There yeah, we not, go. Not good. But again, I mean, like, look at the recent winners of this tournament. You've got, well, you've got kind of a weird group because you had Steven Bodich and Sang Moon Bay win it, but it's a lot of bombers. And I, I just, I think he's got a couple of top 12s here. I think he's only played, played it twice, finished in the top 12 both times, played great in San Antonio, another TPC course. Um, I don't know. I just it's it's impossible to pick these tournaments, and so you're kind of just it's a crapshoot. And I feel like picking Tony Finau this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no the uh, the I like the Tony Finau pick because it assumes that if he fixes what appears to be one glaringly bad part of his game right now, he should be able to pull away. Uh, who do you have for your sleeper? Uh, I actually didn't submit a sleeper. There. <laughs> this week well you got to be able to have one for the podcast just say ian poulter <laughs> yeah i don't think he oh ian poulter is playing yeah good for him uh ollie schneider johns i think I, I don't know him and kevin toy i don't know if they would be considered sleepers at 50 to 1 uh but they both both been playing really good golf schneider johns uh played really well at harbor town kevin toys had like three straight top five finishes uh including the the team events in new orleans um so I, I would not be surprised again, 50 to one. So they're not really sleepers, but they're, you know, 50 to one is, is pretty decent odds for them. Oh, is this one of these fields? Like I had as my, uh, potential sleepers. Is this one of these fields where like Charlie Hoffman and Matt Kuchar, you're not even getting good values on them because it's a little bit of a weaker field. 
Yeah, like Charlie Hoffman's 40 to 1, Matt Kuchar's 45 to 1, which is, eh, it's all right. I think Spieth and DJ are kind of skewing those odds a little bit uh, just because they're in it. Um, Finau's 33 to 1. Um, yeah, so like Brant, Brant Snedeker is 40 to 1. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's not. Not great odds for those guys. What do you think will be? Uh, what are you expecting in terms of the like the score, the scoring, and the weather, and uh, and what we'll get from the tournament over the weekend? Well, it's been hot here, um, and it's getting it's getting just so like muggy, you know, like it like it like it does in the summer here. Um, so it's going to be kind of a I don't know. Like every time I think about this tournament, I just think about what a slog it is. Like it, it's a course that go it goes all the way out and then all the way back in. So it's not. It's just so like expansive, and it feels like you have to hit the ball like 400 yards off the tee to score on that course. But I don't know. We've seen we've seen double digits each of the last five years when the tournament. Um, so I would I would expect something around. Uh, 12 or 13, something like that. By the way, I said 10 last week, 10, that 10 under par would win the tournament on, uh, Saturday morning. And I got made fun of because they thought people thought no one would hit it. No, because people were already at nine and, and everybody's like, Oh, no way. 14 or 15, 14, (laughs) 14 is going to win it. I was like, I I think 10 under par might win the tournament. Double digits. The, uh, the, the, feeling of that like long uh hot muggy slog like i mean you're the native texan here so i don't want to offend but like that's that's very like uh cowboys stadium-esque <laughs> you know what i'm saying just boom we a triple xl <laughs> yeah it's it's not it's not great by the way do you like um do you like really low scores winning tournaments or do you prefer the U S open like one under par three under par being the, the winner? I like when, uh, I like when we've got a couple going really low and they're chasing okay. each other. That's when it's one person pulling away from the field. Um, I would rather have the bunched up U S open situation, but, um, for the most part, like give, uh, give me the Henrik Phil duel where it's just like, two players who are both on fire and they're just gunning at flag sticks. Yeah. Like going back to that, they were what 20 and 17 under and the next closest was like six under. Right. It was unbelievable. Right. But I'll take that as long as there's one other person, like when it's, when it's like the old, like tiger running away from the field, it was awesome because I was a huge tiger fan at the time. But if I'm just you know, if you substitute Tiger Woods for Smiley. No, actually, I'd be thrilled if it was Smiley Kaufman. You substitute <laughs> Tiger Woods for like you know another PGA Tour golfer, and they're just running away with it. It makes Sunday less interesting. Like Martin Keimer's U.S. Open win, like not good, not good. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, great, great for him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he came out there on Sunday, and when he just started, I think he drove the green on like two or three, and everybody's like, yeah. "Well, okay." This is it. <laughs> We're done here. Like I, I like to have, uh, I like to have thrills. You know, that's like I, I'm a. I guess I'm your average, uh, what Sunday on the couch, you know, golf on TV fan. 
You know, it's, yeah. it's definitely what I grew up grew up remembering. Like Sunday afternoons during the golf season, no matter what the tournament it is, it's on, and you're hoping that it's in contention because it's a lot of fun to watch the best players in the world come down the the back stretch and just try and outgun each other. Yeah, I, I will say about this course, I've kind of poo pooed on it, but. It does have a – it's got a fun ending. 16, 17, and 18 are, are good. They're a little contrived, but 17 is cool because it's it's this par 3 that kind of has that stadium-type feel. It's not it's not like Phoenix or, or, uh, or Sawgrass or anything like that, but it, it, it makes for a, an interesting ending. And 18, you can pretty easily hit it in the water, which I think Kepka did last year uh, in the playoff, if I'm not mistaken, which is how Sergio – uh, ended up winning. Um, so it, do, it does make for kind of a fun finish down the stretch when you're walking with guys on Sunday. But I mean, the list of winners recently has not been, uh, outstanding. You get Bowditch won it, or Sergio won it last year. Bowditch won it 2015. Brendan Todd, Sangmoon Bay. And then you get, uh, Duffner, Keegan Bradley, Jason Day, Adam Scott won it. Um, VJ, Tiger and Phil wanted in the late 90s. So pretty interesting was, list of winners there. Those were also Duffner, Keegan, Bradley's when Duffner, Keegan, Bradley were uh, were shining, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that might have been the same years that they both won their respective PGA championships as well. Yeah. I, I think about Jason Duffner and Keegan Bradley around that like 2010 to 2012 time as like the indie rock group that had a bunch of good albums a couple <laughs> years ago. It's like, yeah, their new stuff's not great. I'm probably not going to go see them when they come to Raleigh. But yeah, I'll, I'll give that old album a spin every now and then. It was good stuff. You know, really had it going. Duffner was rolling in putts to win. It was great. Yeah, it was great. And then now you're like, uh, what are those guys, are they still playing? Like- <laughs> yeah. I mean, you root for them, especially as uh, if you are an American golf fan, you know, then you're like, oh, well. But there, there's going to be, and, and this is a Shane Bacon thing, but there's going to be so many of those guys that they win one major. Like they're just one major guys, you know, and part of that is because, yeah, they're not playing as well. But the other part of it is because, it's so hard to win. There's so many guys and you know, your, your web Simpsons, your, your Jason Duffner's different, different guys like that. Like they're probably only going to have one major championship win. And, uh, there's going to be a lot of those. I think when we look back in, in 20 years on this era, would you, if you have one major championship, would you rather it be uh, PGA or us open? Uh, definitely us open. Yeah. I think the, I think the, the tougher argument for me is whether I'd, uh, rather it be us open or open championship. Oh, I'd rather be open championship. But like I told you, my game, my handicap <laughs> drops when I go overseas. You got that Tom Watson game. Yeah, 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 exactly. I told you I'm, I'm, I'm playing the 62 year olds game at 30. <laughs> Just getting it ready. You're going to, you're going to win at Turnberry in like 2040. Or, I, yeah. Yeah. Listen, if, if I can just crush member guests for like 15 years later in life, That'll be the golf six. That'll be all the golf success I need. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So make sure you follow Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. Uh, He has the tournament in his backyard, the AT&T Byron Nelson. Uh, He'll be there. He'll be on the course. Should be a lot of fun. Good field. Kyle, uh, be sure to hydrate. It's going to be hot and muggy out there. I will. Sleeping in my own bed again. So that'll, that'll be good. I'm excited about that. Just one paragraph at a time. One paragraph at a time. All right. Thanks, Kyle. (laughs) See you, Chip. (laughs) 